he, I don't think he, I don't, he's not denying that. That's why I'm saying they're not fail. It's not a failure to abolish the house of Lords. It's just that it's not Marxist politics. It's not. No, no, the, no, but this is what I'm saying. It can, it, depending on the context, I think it could be Marxist politics. Right. And obviously as long as the, as long as a kind of, there was, uh, if it was understood that this wasn't equivalent to establishing socialism, I think that's the difference between um, the Labour Party and, you know, kind of Marxist politics. It doesn't seem to me that the, um, you know, that abolishing the House of Lords would just be a kind of a mistake or an error. And I think the, what I'm saying is, I suppose it's more complicated than I think he allows for. It's in practice, it'll be much more ambiguous um, than it would appear from the outside or in historical retrospect. So I yeah, mean, I think, you, that's, I think that's fair. Do you, do you think that he's no. then guilty of of making Marxist politics or the true proletarian proletarian politics too narrow? That it is that he identifies that being as ipso facto revolutionary, and not just revolutionary, but one leading to the self abolition of the working class. Well, as a it's class, telling and that, that, and that he, anything else is is like not not uh, you know not proper. It's Marxist telling policy. that the only that the only kind of um, the only genuine Marxist political science, as he calls it, or politics that he's willing to countenance, is that of the Council Communists um, in the early part of the twentieth century. And you know that is um, kind of uh, you know that is a definite kind of record of failure. And so he he is unwilling to deal with um, Leninist politics in the course of the 20th century. And that seems to me to be the blind, I mean, you know, predictably, perhaps, I suppose, but that seems to me to be the blind spot. Yeah, well, I, yeah. And not by chance, he also cites some left communists and people like Robert Kurtz and stuff in the in the footnotes. Yeah, um, indeed. Yeah. So, yeah. On similar yeah, I mean, he, he does. He does. All, he does say, I mean, it, I think I think that is a good point that the the way he sets it up, there is an, is an extremely high bar for what makes Marxian socialism. And he does say Marxian socialism has never been attempted politically, especially not with, with Marxists. So, I mean, to say that it, it's basically abolition of um, wage labor yeah. or nothing, that's, well, that's to quite rule a... Out, but also just to rule out the Russian revolution kind of by fiat. I mean, you know, a failed revolution, but I think a genuine attempt to to be a proletarian, a self-conscious proletarian politics and just to kind of um, assume that it was nothing but a kind of an attempt to overthrow the the Ancien Regime. That seems, you know, that seems to me. Yeah, well, I don't think he, I don't think he says that, but but he, I think he makes a point in in where he identifies yeah, the that, four reasons. Sorry, sorry, just quickly, he he identifies the four reasons for why there's this slippage or retreat from socialism to egalitarianism. One of the reasons is that they were always they need that that most uh, working class socialist politics ended up trying to do bourgeois and proletarian revolution at the same time. And I guess he would see, I mean, I'm, I'm reading between the lines here, he would see the Russian revolution as an attempt to do proletarian and bourgeois revolution at the same time, but only accomplishes one of them. 